Hey guys, just Josh here. Welcome to Ballarat Talks. Proudly sponsored by the Region Cinema. Yeah, you, yeah. you put the balls on the line there. Yeah, I was. <laughs> no, I moved, I moved out of home when I was 14, so I sort of come Really? Yeah. My face. The phone's going to off the hook. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys, with Genevieve Wallace. All right, so today's guest, uh, you might have been into a few venues around town uh, and you sort of walk in and you get a bit of a good feeling. Um, places like Moon and Mountain, Ragazone, Renard, uh, the Provincial, just to name a few. Uh, the feeling of these places were put together by our guest today, Genevieve Wallace. Welcome Hi. to Ballarat Talks. Hi. Hi. She's <laughs> I've got a guest today and she's a little bit nervous that she's <laughs> in the peanut gallery. Jennifer from last week. Um, first of all, just tell me a bit about yourself. So I've, I've just met you first time today. Yes. So hit me. Go. Okay. <clears throat> um, I was born in Ballarat. Um, my grandparents owned the Mallow, so they owned the Mallow for 35 years. So wow. we're yeah. Ballarat through and through. My parents, um, my dad was a lawyer and my mum was a hippie and, you know, <laughs> the um, marriage kind of went as well as you would think a marriage between a lawyer and a hippie would go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they, um, by the time I was five, they, they were divorced. Um, we lived in Adelaide, uh, yeah, in Adelaide from when I was two because Dad travelled a fair bit with his work. He got a job with the National Crime Authority, which is now the Australian Crime Commission, um, over in Adelaide investigating major crime over there. So by the time I was two, we were over in Adelaide. Um, <clears throat> Mum and Dad had then separated and I spent most of my childhood growing up with Dad. Um, and then... When I was 12, oh, no, a bit younger, maybe 11, we moved back to Ballarat and I did secondary school in Ballarat, um, uni in Geelong, and then um, moved to Melbourne, straight to Melbourne after that, oh, right. and lived there for about 10 years and came back to Ballarat when I was pregnant with our third. So um, we've been back in Ballarat for six years. Yeah, why'd you come back to Ballarat? we had too many kids too quickly yeah um <coughs> we needed we had um two years between lenny and wilbur and then 17 months between wilbur and clementine so um we had three under three and a half or we were going to have three under three and a half and just yeah. what you live in melbourne for you know the cup the the pubs and the cafes and everything like that we just weren't utilising Melbourne for yep. that anymore. We were living in a tiny townhouse in Hawthorne, which was awesome, but when, you know, there's two little boys running around and you have to literally leave the house to go outside to yep. go to a playground or something, just is not, it's not the lifestyle that we wanted. And Isaac and I had both grown up in Ballarat, so we knew that there was a different option. Yep. Um, and we wanted that and we wanted help more <laughs> from it's family. Tough, yeah. So all, both families were here? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's tough with the kids, the, the whole kids story, like I talked to Jen last week about this. It's tough, like I've only got one young one at the moment and she's, oh, she's approaching sort of two or one and a half. Cute. That's um, the cutest age. It's, it's cool. Yeah. She's getting real frustrated at the moment, but um, it's tough. Like yeah. everything is just like, you sort of, your whole life sort of revolves around them and like I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've got a partner that does a lot with that type of thing, but far out, like it's... It's full on. Yeah. yeah. It's and heavy. we were, I was 24 
happened when I got pregnant with Lenny, um, which in Melbourne life is really young. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we were sort of... We missed out on a lot, I think. Our friends would still call and say, hey, it's Sunday, do you want to come to the pub? And we'd be like, no. Can't. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, you know, it pays dividends now that they're 10, 8 and 6. But um, but back then it was, yeah, it's, it's tough. Mm. It's an adjustment. It's hard. Yeah. Whole yeah. life changes. So where, where did that all, how, how did the whole uh, interior design stuff come into it then? Where did that all stem from? Yeah, so at uni I did... Um, public relations <clears throat> at Deakin um, and went into fashion and lifestyle PR straight away um, and ended up working for some really big brands, um, Westfield and Chadston, oh, yeah. um, started working for Calibre pretty early on, um, Hilton, Porsche, like really big and what type of stuff were you doing with them? Like, what are you... Just media. Just okay. media work. I got to travel Australia with um, Gokwan. He's not even a celebrity anymore. Gokwan. No, yeah. But he was back in the day. He was yeah. big. <laughs> um, maybe I didn't PR him well enough. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we'd do tours with um, fashion celebrities from overseas who came to Australia and they would do big tours around the shopping centres yep. and give makeovers. Trini and Susanna, people still know who they are. We yeah. didn't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not well. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not well versed. See, I'm not well versed in this stuff. Two of the top Insta, in, Trini's Insta is. Yeah, she's just got a makeup line. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm yeah. in the makeup field, girls. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we do big tours with, with them, do lots of fashion shoots, lots of um, runway shows, big events, things like that. So it was pretty, it was cool. It was a yeah. good lifestyle and I was working for an ama amazing PR agency um, when I got pregnant and then, um, the yeah, it, it was kind of, it was a real adjustment, I think, because mm. you go from working, it's really long hours. Yes, you really have to earn your stripes um, at PR agencies. And um, so you'd work, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day. And then when I came back from maternity leave, I just couldn't do that anymore. Yeah, and they were too, like, yeah, too, you're not who we hired. So well. <laughs> Things change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm running on two hours sleep. So, mm. actually, the first day I forgot to, um, the first day back from maternity leave, I forgot to put on a bra to go to work. So that was, you back know, from maternity leave. Yeah. So I'd been on maternity leave with Lenny, and I went back to work and just forgot to put on a bra. Just didn't. Did you was, breastfeed at No, luckily. Yeah. <laughs> dangerous. But you're in that headspace. Yeah. You know, it's like you just. Um, well, I think I just lost my brain, to be honest, after I had kids. But um, it's come back. It's come mm. back now. Um, but yeah, so we, the transition then from fashion PR, when we moved back to Ballarat, there's obviously not much of a fashion industry here and freelancing and commuting to Melbourne just wasn't, any, wasn't an option. Yep. The, the kids were too young. Um, so I went into work um, for the tourism board here doing PR and look, that was great. Met some amazing people, definitely got to know Jen's racing your arms there. Um, so definitely got to know Ballarat really well, but it just wasn't for me. I just honestly felt like the life was getting sucked out of me. But just you're a bit restricted or just not what you want to do? Just wasn't for me. It, it just was, um, I wasn't sparkly enough. Yeah. You know, I wore tutus from the moment I could walk until I had to go to school and wasn't allowed to wear tutus every yeah. single day. So to try and 
talk about how much I loved regional Victoria every day, which I do, but that's not what I want to do all day, every day. Yeah. You know? um, so, it, yeah, it probably just wasn't sparkly enough, to be honest, yeah. which is... I don't know, are you supposed to say that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you feel it, that's fine. Um. So, I, um, so I knew that in order to pivot, I would probably have to go back to school. Yep. Um, so I went and studied interior decorating um, in Melbourne because I wanted to make sure that the qualifications I was getting was, was you know, they're good qualifications. Yep. Um, and so that was a 12-month course. And, yeah, then graduated from that and fell straight into the job with Georgie and Simon Coughlin doing the Provincial and Lola. When you say fell into it, yeah. like, is it, is it about who you know or did you just approach them or how did that work? No. Um, they, Georgie and I have a mutual friend called Kate Davis. I oh, know Kate, she's coming on. Is she? Yeah, She'll uh, be good. She's amazing. Second, I think she's, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, she's good. So Kate, um, Kate had a lot to do with the tourism board and I was talking to her and just in just really you know when you know that you're kind of not on the right path and you don't know what to do about it and you maybe don't have the confidence or the guts to take a leap because it is a big move to quit your job and lose income altogether um and I was talking to Kate about it and I was like I don't know what to do and she said I think maybe you should talk to Georgie because she's really good with things like this. Um, and I, I didn't know Georgie at all. Um, and well, we'd met maybe a couple of times at a wedding or two, but not really. Um, and so we had coffee. She was gracious enough to come to coffee with me one day. And I sat at Fika for an hour and a half and literally just cried to her for an hour and a half. That poor, poor woman. <laughs> but honestly, I think about it now and just feel sick. <laughs> And, and that was the first time you properly met her. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And I, <laughs> but I think that it sort of says a lot about where I was. You yeah. know, I just was so conflicted and just really lost. Yeah. Really lost. I was doing something that didn't feel authentic to me and, and that's confusing, you know. That's really hard. So um, then skipping forward once I'd finished the course I was making dinner for the kids one night and I got this phone call and um, she said hi it's Georgie Coughlin Simon and I have bought um, a building and we're going to do a really big exciting project and I heard you've just graduated and with some qualifications in interior design and we wanted to know if you'd be interested in doing it with us so wow. yeah it was amazing yeah, that's huge. it was amazing yeah. it was one of those things I think if you ever have doubts about the decisions that you're making and then something like that happens and you think oh no I Definitely done the right thing. Yep. Definitely done the right thing. Um, so, yes, yeah, straight into working on the Provincial and Lola with Georgie and another interior designer called Kath Mills. Yep. And Kath has, um, oh, I don't know, she'll kill me if I get it wrong. <laughs> between, let's say between 15 and 20 years' experience yep. in the interior design industry. She, she knows her stuff. And that for me was really, really good because I am never one to claim that I know things that I don't know and coming into a new industry um, with minimal qualifications to be honest I I didn't know a lot you know I met her Kath Georgie just bought pulled in all the people yep. that she thought would work together well mm -hmm. um, so Kath did the interior design um, basically we looked at it as um, Kath did anything that was nailed down mm -hmm. and if you flipped the building upside down and shook it, anything that fell out would be m me and Georgie. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah, so we, 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 we all worked together really, really well. Um, but more than that, it was just such a good learning experience for me to be able to learn from someone in the industry with yeah. that much experience. And also from Georgie, who is just so generous with her knowledge and her wisdom um, and her time. And so I came out of that in a really, really good place. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a lot of, and then there was media around it and things like that. It was just such a good platform for me to be able to launch my career. So when my, everything I knew from starting in PR where you have to do coffee runs and quite literally scrub the toilets yep. for your first day, yep. everything in my gut said I, I have to start from the ground up again because this is how, how any industry works. Um, but I didn't because I had had that experience with Georgie and it's a, big, it's a big first job. It's a big yeah, first job. Great. If I'd have known what I was taking on, <laughs> I probably still would have done it, but um, I, you know, I was naive. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good way to be, though. That's a good like, way to naive, be. Naive, like, you sort of just throw yourself in the deep end. Like, I feel yeah. like it's a, without knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Was that, when you was that? Um, 2018 it launched. So 2017 I graduated. Yeah. Oh, no, 2017, I was halfway through studies, graduated in 2018, and we okay. did the provincial in 2018. So, was Drew Harry in that at the yeah, time? Yeah, I'm guessing that's how you met him. To, yeah, to, right, yeah. Right, so that sort of led on to, you obviously did a, you, so hang on, let's, let's backtrack for a second. Okay, go. What's your main, like when if you're explaining your business to people, yeah. are you saying majority house, majority hospitality, yeah. majority what? Majority... Um, residential. Yep. Yep. So renovations and building, um, and then oh, like minimal five percent hospitality. Right. And we have done a few commercial things, but they just um, they they're not they're not our strengths. Okay. So we really just do hospitality and I mean a little bit of retail and wellness but mainly hospitality yeah. and residential now but it's about 90% residential. Obviously the hospitality is the one that gets noticed the most. It, it's really important because that's what gets the people through the door and um, you know if they have a really good time it's why I love working with Drew and Teddy and, and all those guys because they are so good at what they do so you go to Ragazzoni or you go to Renard and you know you're going to have a good time because the service is great and the yep. food is great and then they walk away having a really lovely time yep. and um, that that bodes well for their experience with my projects as well. Awesome. Yeah. So you went from, what time was the provincial? It was 2018. And then your next uh, your next hospitality project was? Renard. Uh, no, no, Ragazzoni. Ragazzoni. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Right, run me through the process. You sit down with them and you say, yeah. what, like, what colours are you looking for? What is that how you do it? Or you just say, this is what I envision? Um, it's the same process with any client. We're really... Um, you know, I think you can go to some de designers and architects and go, I know, my brand is Genevieve Wallace. If you come to me, you're going to get the Genevieve Wallace brand yeah. because that's what you... Otherwise, if you don't want that, don't come to me. Yeah. But we're not really like that. I think I feel really strongly that a home or any space should be representative of the people who 
go into it or you know who belong in that space um, and it should be an amplification of a brand which is any brand it could be the Renard brand or it could be your own personal family brand but it should be intrinsically you or the yep. client so we're really people focused in how we work so we sit down with clients um, and have a good talk to them about what they want, how they live, um, how they want the house or the or the space to function, and then I get them to send me through any images that they can that they love. Because normally these projects are pretty high budget, so you know these people have been thinking about it for between five and twelve, five years and twelve months. So yep. they they've got. They've got ideas. They've got ideas. Yeah. And I work really collaboratively. I think, um, you know, the, the best ideas come from putting brains together. Like I said, I don't know everything. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, work work really collaboratively with clients and, um, and then it becomes their home that we've helped them to make the best that nice, it can be. Nice yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. I like that. How do you quote that then? Like, how does it work with? Uh, is it tough? It's tricky. Like, yeah. yeah, it's um, yeah, it's hard. I kind of do it. Every designer is different, but I do it based on an estimate of hours that goes into the project, and then I just do an overall project fee. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you, so you guesstimate the hours. Well, we track the hours. Okay. And then, so it's sort of all data led. We track the hours, and then I can look back and go, okay, so from start to finish on a renovation project there's 100 hours so we know that we quote on 100 hours Um, and then if there's anything over it we do a really tight scope of work that the client signs off on if there's anything over and above that scope of work that's been signed off on we just do variations but you know we're most agencies I think I learned a lot working at the PR agencies and most agencies are pretty generous with their time and do I think industry standard for any industry is about 10% over time give or take so you, say, you give them a quote and say, this is what it's going to roughly be. It could be 10% either way. It's usually 10% over. Yeah. But we'll do that because we want the best result. Yeah, you know, we all want the best result. Yeah. You don't want a subpar project because that's not nice to live in and it's not nice for us. So, no. Not at all. no. What's your, you have a favourite project you've done? Um, we've got some really, really good ones on the go at the moment. Um, you talk about them or not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. They might kill me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we've got some. Um, we've got a really cool one in Port Ferry, which is a um, an old sea ferris shack, and it's just solid blue stone, completely run down. I think it was built in um, oh, that, like the nineteenth century, cool. um, and they're leaving that as is, and then putting a big extension, modern extension on the back. And the, the extension was designed by Ryan Adamson, who's a local architect. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of work down in Port Ferry. So that's how I sort of got onto it. Yeah. And um, that's just really cool. The clients are just, I, I don't know that I've worked with anyone who has such a good, just such a solid sense of style. And they've got four daughters and they're all just really cool. So that it's kind of, um, it's got a, bit of a mid-century yep. overlay to it and it's yeah it's just cool and then there's a really beautiful one up in series just outside of Geelong as well yeah um series. in the Barrable Hills and that's a just a beautiful big very minimalist sort of um tonal amazing home yep. yeah so when you're when you're styling these joints are mm. you the person that goes and sources all the products in that everything 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 so when we detail everything for the 
builders. We do um, everything from door handles to window furnishings, carpet, tiles, joinery, everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big job. It's yeah. A massive job. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. Um, let's play a bit of a game, actually. Okay. So we're gonna play hot or not. Okay. In in the uh, in your world. Okay. Texture walls. Hot. Oh. But but um, there's different styles. So um, there's a there's a plaster um, application called Tadalact, mm. and that's what you're seeing a lot at the moment. Just Is it a really, like a pressed. It's like a textured, really textured wall, um, like a text textured plaster that's the only thing i can say yeah textured i don't plaster. know <laughs> like, this is oh no it's not textured no oh no no like, it's like yeah. smooth and it's got different tones coming through right anyway that's hot yeah um i'm actually not so much into the venetian plaster which is what everyone's loving at the moment i don't even know what that is yeah, i know venetian you have to google plaster. it yeah I'm right sorry. Venetian. Look, Jen, <laughs> <laughs> Jen's sitting in the background like <laughs> venetian uh number two marble um hot but um, natural marble. Well, I love the one. What would you class that one? The the Renard one. That's terrazzo. Like it's got like a yeah the pin. Like I love that. Yeah, that's, that's called. Really cool. So that's like a concrete. That's a um, yeah, it's a concrete base, and then it's got um, it's called a aggregate mix okay. through it. Yeah, yeah just different stones. I, I, I rated that. Number three, okay. walk-in kitchen pantries. Um, they're functional. I think they will be phased out. To just like a normal... Just a normal kitchen. Yeah. I think we're moving away from... Having a butler's pantry is such a luxury item. Yeah. Um, and I think after lockdown um, and just the way that we're starting to live, everything is becoming a lot simpler. Yeah. So, you know, little things like walk-in robes, for example, where you open the door, <clears throat> you open the door and then you've got drawers inside the door. Yeah. So I don't... That's, I just think that's going to be phased out. I can already see it being phased out. Yep. You'll have just drawers and then doors. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, home gyms. Um, <laughs> functional. Functional? Functional. Have you got one? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> functional. Arch doorways. Um, it's a trend. Okay. It's a trend. Um, it's very Byron Bay. You know, like Byron Bay has its own sort of design mm. um, aesthetic. Arch, arch doors are very Byron Bay. I really like them because I love the 70s. Yep. I think the 70s is the it's best design decade. Like an old school. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I think um, they're not here to stay. Okay. No. Abstract artwork. Hot. Always. Forever. Mm, Time. I always sit in every, like, I film a few, like, display homes. Yeah. It's like an Oh, it's different. That's different. Isn't that abstract work? That is abstract work, but true, really amazing abstract work yeah. is timeless. You know, it's like a... What is like, it? What's it? It's like a landscape, you know. It's just always going to be amazing. Like a proper photo, or I'm talking like... No, like a, like who's a really good abstract artist? Oh, jeez, that's right. Oh, no. <laughs> and now I'm going to get judged. Abs uh, <laughs> abstract art. Oh, I was going to look it up because I'm sort of not getting the image. Oh, uh, look, I mean, Picasso was abstract. Okay. Jesus, was he? Jen, no. Nah, she's oh, shaking so, her head. Um, let's, oh, let's, no. Let's move. Let's, well, you, what about, I'm talking about the ones that have like... Looks like they're just throwing paint at it. Yeah, like it, like my six-year-old could do it. Yes. Yeah. Is that abstract or no? Yeah, that's abstract. Right. Abstract is pretty broad. Abstract is now, Jen. You'll be better at this than I am, but 
my understanding of the definition <laughs> is abstract art is um, is a, is an individual's interpretation of an object. Is that right? Yes. Um, Picasso also used cubism. A lot of his stuff was very specific. Oh, cubism with cubism. Picasso. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Right, abstract. Pink. Um, like a like a. I love the. Pink. Dusty rose. Yeah, like mm. a, what, what type would you call that? Like a, what type of pink is that? We're is laughing it? because the, it became known in the, while we were doing the project as nipple pink. Nipple, oh yeah. yeah nipple pink, it depends <laughs> on who you're with I guess. And what's, <laughs> nipple pink. Nipple pink. I like yeah. that. Okay. Um, but pink, pink was the Pantone colour of the year a couple of years ago, right. um, which it, like that millennial pink was everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, by nature, in terms of how trends go, it's it'll it's finished. It's a it's done. It's done. It's done. Shit. I'm sorry. So like pink and brass and um, that type of thing. Right. L shaped couch. Um, yes, I I like L shaped couches because I need one for my own lounge room. And functional. They're really good. So up functional. Yeah, they work well. Yeah. Uh, hey, they're like family therapy. Yeah, family. Yeah, we have to. Everyone can sit on the same couch. Our house is small, yeah. so we all have to sit on the same couch. And currently, we're trying to fit three kids, me and two dogs, on a three-seater couch, and ah, it doesn't do work. It. Can't no. do it. Grab a couple of beanbags. <laughs> um, excellent. End of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Um, do you have any clients that are three sixty on you? Like yes. I imagine that would happen all the time. Yeah. yeah, and that's okay because it, that is actually part of the design process is right. working through what... Usually they go back to a variation of what they initially thought they wanted. Yeah. Um, but all the time, it, it just changes. And I think that's where being really patient um, in the process pays dividends because... It's so tough though because it's just like... Uh, you could spend so many hours on it and it yeah. just, yeah, oh, it's very... Oh, 100%. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy with what you get, because yeah. I say, sorry, Josh, we've already signed off on your paperwork, you're yeah. done, yeah. It, that's not, you're not going to have a yeah. good experience that's and you're not going to end up with what you want. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Mm, I think, I was going to say, I reckon it happened a fair bit. I noticed it in the film, like videos and that. It's yeah. It's like, it's... Full 360. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the strangest items you've ever used? Have you used anything that's really weird and... Mm. Or you've ever put a product out there that you're not happy with, that the client's extremely happy with? Oh... Uh, I started doing um, building consults. So for some of the local builders around here, I did the colour consults. Yep. Um, because that also helped me to learn how to read architectural plans better, learn all the specifications, learn how to talk properly to tradies. Yep. Um, so I've probably done about 300 of those. And in those 300, there are some shockers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But those people, um, those clients come in with a really firm idea of what they want. And they're not hiring me, they're hiring the builder and they get me as part of the package. So it's oh, right. different, it's yeah. a different, yeah, it's a different experience. So, you know, if they say they want purple walls, they get purple walls, oh, that's what they no, want. Purple walls. Yeah. Textured, textured purple textured walls. Textured purple walls. Um, oh, yes, Jen? I have a question, Josh. Yeah, hit me, Jennifer. Is there room for interior design within gyms? 
Yeah, can you enter uh, a gym? <laughs> well, actually, no, yeah. I, I swear mm -hmm. no. There's some really classy gyms out there. Yes. There's actually a gym. Oh, I shouldn't, uh, I'll talk about it. There's a gym coming to town called Club Lion, and they're done exceptionally well. Like, beautiful bathrooms, like, they're, they're really nicely laid out. Mm. So I know there's a space for. My gyms are sort of thrown together. They are really. Realistically, yeah, but that you keep the overheads low, or I Very assume, low. Yeah, yeah. for that reason, and yeah. sometimes that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. It's, very, it's like it's sort of a, it's a different atmosphere. It's very we've got like a lot of graffiti or like uh, yeah, it's quick and dirty. Yeah. Get in, get out. Oh, what's that dirty? No, Jennifer's bad. Clean, yeah. hygienic. No, no, no. She's it's hygienic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're incredibly uh, functional yeah. for what you're aiming to achieve. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it's I would actually say they almost err on the side of industrial. Yes, that yeah. industrial feel, big time. Well, they are industrial, like big time industrial. So just backing on to the last question about trends. Okay. What are the current trends in 2021 for, 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 for we'll start off at, in the residential area. Okay. Um, it is, it's interesting the way that um, the pandemic has sort of shaped everything from, if you look at what we're wearing, so often fashion trends um, dictate interior trends. So um, whatever you see on the runways sort of 12 months in advance is basically an interpretation of what we'll see in our homes. Do you feel like though the run, I don't feel like I see any of the clothing on the runways. I see the girls and I'm yeah. like, what? Like I don't understand <laughs> what they're wearing. And I'm thinking that's never coming to the real world. I mean, I see them and I try to get my, Wallet out and buy them straight away. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Though, like, it's like I feel like I yeah, can't. Anyway, yep. <laughs> and so it's all sort of um, it's become very we're very comfort focused. So if you think about where um, interiors were two or three years ago, it was very it was polished concrete flooring. Mm -hmm. It was really monochrome, maybe a little bit of timber in there to, to warm it up. But it was um, our couches were quite structured um it was very open plan living because that's how it um benefited us to live sort of you know with with big open spaces for everyone to congregate in and now um there are trends everything is quite soft and rounded and feminine and comfortable there's definitely greys are on the out and beiges and warmer tones are on the in we just want to make our homes really um comfortable places to feel like we belong and the other the really interesting thing is that open plan living look it'll still be around for the next decade but increasingly I think we'll be looking at more zoned houses um, because we <laughs> okay <Yes. laughs> uh, <laughs> he's walked out um, <laughs> uh, because we need the spaces when we're in lockdown if there's five of you in the house you need to be able to segregate at mm -hmm. times yep. yeah Yep. So that's that's really interesting in the um, interiors at the moment. Yep. Yeah. And then going into the, I suppose the hospitality side's pretty well whatever at the moment. Like uh, you don't really get to. Nah. I mean budgets have definitely dropped. That's that's one thing. Then no one's really doing those big high end um, fit outs for hospitality at the moment. Because oh, that's, is that like so? Normally they would do like. <clears throat> not so much in Ballarat, but in the. Um, in the metropolitan areas, yeah. yeah, definitely. There's massive expenditure. I think the SB in St Kilda, uh, that was multi, multi-million dollar fit out. Oh. Um, so 
people just aren't investing in it at the moment. Yeah. I would say hospitality is not a good horse to back at the moment. Really? Well, you still got to do it. It's a great yeah. industry. I love hospitality, but it's just not a sure thing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, not it's consistent income for anyone at the moment. Right. Let's sort of lead into my next question. So I purposely took you around the top here. Okay. Um, hypothetically speaking. Yes. What would you do with a spot like this upstairs if everything's so this office goes? There's a big room on the right hand side here. Right. You open all that up. Ah, sorry, you put a wall there, you open all that up, you open the left hand side up, and you had the balcony out the top, so rooftop bar style thing. Oh, yeah. What would you do? For a rooftop bar? No, no. no. Anything. It could, be, oh. it could be a venue for 21st or weddings, receptions. It could be anything you want. In terms of what Ballarat needs, or just what I want to do? Anything you want. Oh. Um, oh, that's a really hard question. Yep. Think about it. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> Who's your audience? Is it Ballarat? Ballarat's the yeah, audience. Ballarat's yeah, Ballarat's the audience. Yeah. yeah. I know there were a couple of rooftop bars in um, on the cards, and then the pandemic hit, and they kind of got quashed, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think Ballarat definitely could benefit from a rooftop bar. I mean, Ballarat's nightlife is a bit of a funny thing. It used to be back in the day. 21 Arms and Rattle and Hum and oh, the Regent and things, yeah. you know, it used yeah, to be really massive. Yeah. But I think um, uni life was bigger back then as well. I just yeah. don't know if there's the audience for nightlife in Ballarat. In terms of class or in terms like the classy ones now? Like there's not... Well, it's different. Yeah, like, you it know, is different When now. we were going to 21 Arms, we weren't going there because it was classy. Yeah, and just, just wanted to go out and get hammered. Have a good yep. time. None of the ones. <laughs> is Bluestone open? I have never been there. Never been to Bluestone? Never been to Bluey. No. Not too often, but yeah, always a blue stone. <laughs> right, so you go uh, a rooftop bar. Maybe. I mean, maybe. It's just such a hard... Honestly, if you gave me this space now, I'd probably just sit on it for 12 months, see what's going to happen, see what see what the community needs in 12 months' time when yeah. we're up and functioning again. Yeah. So I have noticed that there's a lot more cocktail bars opening now. Mm, that was a smart move by Renard, actually. I, I quite like that. I like... Went into... Um, What's the one? It looks like it's got a Harry Potter staircase at the top. It was really cool. Uh, really alternate. Um, Not 18th Amendment. Nope. Uh, it's near there. <coughs> it's got a really alternate, like, well, interior design. It's got, like, bird cages up on the roof. What's it called? Oh, I've got no idea. Um, Not Volta. No. Uh, no. No, no, no. no. Um, oh, my God. It's on the corner next to near Griffenberger. Oh, Roy's. Uh, Roy's, yes. yes. Did you know, have you been in there? Uh, once, Did yes. you notice the bird cages on the roof? No. See, I didn't notice it that much either until <laughs> someone said, and I was like, are you joking me? <laughs> um, and they've got like the Harry Potter thing, so they've done a similar sort of cocktail sort of scenario. Yeah, I think it just means people can sit there, can, well, they can sit. Yep. which is really important. And they can sit for longer because it's open for, um, you know, earlier hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bit, bit more distinguished maybe. Yeah, I like going to more of these places now. It's more yeah. expensive, but I like going up rather than going to a club, I guess. Um, what are your... So we'll talk a bit about, obviously, what you do. Mm -hmm. What are your hobbies around? Do you have any hobbies or other things you'd like to do around town? Like, what are your favourites? Favourites? Apart from hanging with kids. Oh, OK. <laughs> Is that what everyone says? No. Everyone says family or... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I... What do I like to do? Jen, what do we do? We shop. We do, well, no, yeah. Not Ballarat, probably, not, would you? Not so much. Parents, no. Sherpas, for small humans. 
Yeah, we do. I mean, we do do a lot of things with kids. But, um, I, look, I um, walk mm. a fair bit. Um, I, I have the, my dogs are the worst trained dogs you've ever met in your life. So, Jen's nodding, they genuinely are. Um, and one of them is as big as a Shetland pony, so it's just really hard. I have to exhaust them or they just tear up the house. Um, so, you know, I, I do like walking the lake. Um, though when it's cold, I don't like walking. No, I say this to everybody, you get four seasons a year, it's fine. Move on. Move on, get over it. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> right, done. Um, I, what else do we do? I think, I think it's fair to say that you use your hobbies and interest in fashion, mm. beauty, mm. and you're almost um, staying on the cusp of all that for your work. But I think that's a hobby because you, you love that. Like, well, the fashion runway shows and... Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. we I mean, we do, we do do a lot of cultural things. We yeah. go to Melbourne and do cultural things a lot. But um, I think it was interesting. I was reading this book a couple of weeks ago and it was um, by a jewellery designer in New York and she was saying she's really successful and she was saying how she found it really hard to find the balance between her work and her personal life until she just accepted that living a creative life is all-encompassing it's you know you you live and breathe what you do and it and it's true my work is full-on running any small business is full-on and doing it as a single parent with three kids you know granted I'm really lucky I've got them 50% of the time but it's um it's it's a lot it's intense and so sometimes in my downtime to be honest I watch a lot of Netflix because I just like to relax I don't want to bring up something about Netflix Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. Jen, <laughs> I don't want to say this too much on here, but have you seen the net? Is it called Sex Life? Mm-hmm. No. Mum, don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Sex Life. <laughs> don't watch it, Mum. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you oh. not seen the reactions? People do, like, episode three, 19 minutes in. No. <gasps> We're going to move on from that can watch topic. it, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's full on. Um... Awesome. Do, do you have a, a top three like places around town that you think are so well done? Yeah, yeah. Johnny Alu really have nailed it. I yep. think they're just so simple in their interiors, but it feels really warm, and you know it always feels inviting. Yep. Um, and their colour scheme is really simple, but they invested in the important things. Um, they've got a lot of American oak and um, they, be, they did have a big granite table, but it's gone. I don't okay. know where that's gone. Um, but it's, yeah, they've done a really good job. Okay. And number two. Yes, Jen? I have a question for you. Are you getting louder and louder? Yeah, yeah. A little screw okay. on the back <laughs> over here. Something really interesting that I've noticed is more prevalent here than, let's say, my experience in New York. Mm. Chairs and seats are short, and uncomfortable at restaurants. Yeah, because they don't want you to sit that, there for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah. that really? Yeah, yeah, really? yeah it really so is. Chairs are uncomfortable because they don't want you to sit down. Hundred percent, because they get higher turn. You can turn tables over three times in a night if people aren't no. sitting back. Why? Yeah. Sell more wine if they're staying. Yeah, wouldn't that be drinking more wine and drinking having yeah. a, good, a better experience? Uh, I think if you drink enough wine, you don't care where you're sitting. Is my opinion. Oh, that's is that not right? True. That's very true. <laughs> I'm going home to myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yep. Number two. Uh, okay. Uh, another place that's been done really well. Um, uh, look, Renard 
has been done well, not because I, not because we did it, but because they didn't pull back. They, you know, for, for two young guys who were um, investing in hospitality at a time that was very, very uncertain during COVID, yep. I think they didn't pull back at any time and go, oh my God, we've run out of money, the budget's really tight, we need to start scrimping. They just, they committed to a certain level of interior design and, and they they got it, so. I think that was the best thing they could have done at that time. Though, Absolutely. to come back as a, a nightclub or something like that, yeah. it wasn't gonna be feasible, I don't think. No, and I think, I mean, I've got a discerning eye when it comes to interiors and sometimes I can be a little bit snobby if I go into somewhere and it's sort of, you know, it's disappoint. I feel disappointed. Oh, no, yep. Did you walk in here disappointed? No, it's really nice. I like your black. Did I you? like your textured it's walls. It's very black. Yeah. <laughs> it's very textured. Yeah. Um, no, I, snobby's not the right word. It's just I feel disappointed when people don't go you think the... think it could the, be, it could have been done better? Could have been done better. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I know how much people invest in... Um, interiors and you just think it's a, it's a shame yeah, yeah sometimes it's a shame because it's it's not a good investment for them yeah number three um, okay um, oh gosh I don't know no, two we can start with two do you know where I went into the other day that was really cool mm. was um, the little shop inside the art gallery don't know. Yeah, that what's point? that called, Jen? The well, the art gallery shop. Yeah, the art gallery shop. Yeah, they've so they've curated a whole lot of pieces from local makers, and um, they've just it's just really cute in there, and they've got really good things. And oh, do you know I've got a fourth one now. Oh, okay. The foundry. I haven't been there. It's very cool. Where is it? She's amazing. Uh, Mayor Street. Yeah, up the top. Um, yeah, well, near not up the top. near Doveton Street. On the corner of yeah, Maren. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yep. second from the corner. But yep. um, Liz is the owner and she just is amazing. She's so true to her own style and the pieces that she gets are just consistent and beautiful and homely and, yeah, really well priced. Yep. Yep, that's amazing in there. I love that's going cafe. in there. It's cafe slash homeware shop. Okay, cool. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to move on some of, the, uh, some of the questions I sent you. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You know the ones? Yeah. Uh, what's something that people would be surprised to know about you? Um, I didn't really think about this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. If you sent me homework nine times out of ten, I'm not going to do it. I'm really right. sorry. Something that people would be surprised about me to know yeah. is... Um, yeah, no. No, nothing? I think I'm pretty, pretty straight up. Pretty I'm a pretty open book, yeah. yeah. I think so. Jen, you might be better. The, I think the one thing that left me most gossamacked was that you used to have really long, dark, almost black hair. Yeah, long, yeah, dark hair? Oh, I, yeah. I did, but that was because when we were living in Melbourne, I couldn't afford to get it done blonde is, all the time. Was that your natural colour, though? Nah. No, because I thought you were blonde. Jeez. Yeah, I'm pretty so, fair. Like you're yeah, 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 yeah. We're all pretty fair okay. in our family. So something yeah. surprised that she's a blondie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what, um, what do you love most apart from family? Okay, don't say family. Um, I, I do love my dogs a yeah. lot. Mm. I do. Though a lot of people would probably say that too. Um, I really love custard. Really? Yeah, like especially ta tapioca. Uh, anything, anything, especially if it's wrapped in pastry. I, I am all Ooh, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had? I stole some of Willow's the other day. My, my daughter's uh, custard. It's like a um, yeah, those little packets they have. Yeah. It's like 
It's got a, it's a blue and white pattern. I can't remember what type of cast it is though. Poles. Is it poles? Is it? Is it the extra thick one? It's thick, but it's like in the little tube things. Oh, I mean, I don't really eat toddler snacks that often. Yeah, well, I still eat them all the time. I'm, I'm shocking. <laughs> They're expensive too. <laughs> yeah. um, what are you most afraid of? Um. Oh, look. Uh, th- to be to be real, I did think about this one. I did. Mm, mm. I I'm I'm quite genuinely not afraid of much. No. There's not much that scares me. No, no. Like I'm pretty fearless. I'm a risk taker by nature. Okay. So, um, I'm pretty scared of brown snakes. Yeah, well, yeah. Or any snakes. Yeah. Um, and then like every parent would say that they're scared of losing a child. Well, Jen's one. Jen's last week was interesting she said about messing her kids up oh i think that's a given i'm not afraid of that wow here we go no <laughs> it's terrifying no it's <laughs> <laughs> see it doesn't balls in there court you know well this a... is the thing i mean they're their own humans and i just yeah no yeah. i'm not afraid of that oh well i like that no um what's something someone said to you that's just never left you um, oh, my dad used to say all the time, don't worry about it, Jen. Like, just stop worrying all the time. And that I honestly hear his voice in my head all the time, yeah. thinking that exact thing, that it's sort of like everything always works out in the end. It just always does. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Like, doesn't. don't sweat the small stuff, I think, yeah. is what he was trying to say. Just like things that we think are such a big deal, if they are a big deal in time, it blows over. Yeah. Um, or. Did you try to tackle them head on though, straight away? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Depends what it is. Like if I've nearly got a situation that I'm, I'm not, I'm feeling uncomfortable about, or it's really just playing my mind, I will call the person. I will, like, a, I'll straight up. Straight oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm big on having front. Like, I like confrontation. I like civil conversations. Yeah, but you have the civil conversation so that it doesn't become confrontation. Yes. 100%. Um, I know. I just think. Yeah, you just, a lot of the stuff we worry about now, it won't matter down the track. So um, that said, I do worry. I do. But I hear him say, don't worry all the time in my head. Yeah. yeah. Sort of flicks the switch. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Do you have any mentors or people that you really look up to in the industry or any, any for anything? All the time. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I just collect a little posse of mentors. So you've got someone, like, do you have people on Instagram that you're like, I love their style? Oh, do you or know do what? You have... I just don't engage. I'm terrible with social media. I don't... No, no Instagram? You don't... Oh, you've got, got bu- Instagram. I've got a business one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I... No. Not no. But I do have real life mentors that every job I've had, I collect a little mentor. Yeah. Um, Get something out of it. Always, yep. always, um, people that are probably stuck. I mean, Georgie Coglin is a big mentor of mine. Less so for work, though, very much for work, but yep. more, probably more. She's very spiritual okay. and grounded, yep. um, and I've learnt a lot from her. Um, probably, no joke, pretty much every boss I've had, I've um, retained as a mentor. Yep. Yep. And I still speak to most of them. Speaking about your um, Instagram just then. Yeah. How long has your website been coming oh soon God, for? Oh, God, I saw it and I was doing some research and I was like, coming soon. And I was like, I'm going to ask you how long that's been coming soon for. Um, well over 18 months. Has it? Yeah. 
What are you, what, what are you doing? Do you, need some, do you need somebody or do you want? Do you need some help? Do you want, do you want some? So, how many people do websites? Coming at a moderate pace. <laughs> do you know what I think it is? This is like this is. Um, I really had to dig deep to figure out why it's come, coming, still coming. <laughs> still coming. Um, <laughs> because I think that I. It's a big thing, you know, you put so much of your energy and yourself into every single space that you create. Yep. And um, to put that out to the public. You're a perfectionist. Oh, am I? No, I just, I just think, I just, I just think it's a big deal to put photography of my projects up to be publicly yep. scrutinised yep. or whether I continue to get work is entirely based on whether or not people like my work. Um, which I know that they do, but you know, anyway, I think I was um, self-sabotaging. Okay. So I haven't had a photographer in from Melbourne or anywhere. I, there's a photographer from Melbourne that I am working with though, but um, I haven't had him in to do a Just lot of my most stuff. recent projects now. Why don't you use the ones on Instagram? They're good. Uh, there's a lot of good photographers, but oh, it's, yeah, for in, interiors are interesting um, to, Oh, we have a really macro view of our business. Um, I say we because it's the team yeah. and I. And so we sort of don't compare ourselves to other interior designers um, in Ballarat or regionally. We, we look to the, the big industry leaders. Yeah. And so to be able to, in terms of how the projects that we do, the finishes that we use, um, we, we're definitely macro and not micro. And so to play in the big leagues, you've got to sort of have all of, the, the imagery and the branding and everything to, to go with that. And that is something that I do understand from my past career in PR. So um, this one photographer from Melbourne is definitely the guy that I want to work with. Um, but last year it made it felt irresponsible. As a business owner, it felt irresponsible to bring someone from Melbourne or just yep. anyone into people's homes to, to shoot for a full day. So um, that was seven months ago now, and um, I still haven't brought him into shooting people's homes, but, but it's locked in. It's September. Locked in. September. September, it's happening. I have to do it now. Website yep. done by December. <laughs> <laughs> do you, macro, micro. Do you yep. like Gary V? Who? Okay, interesting. No, that's settled it. Okay. It's, he always says macro, micro, so I was wondering if he's got that from him or not. Yeah, no. Um, awesome. Do you have? Oh, sorry. Do you have anyone that you would like to see on the podcast next? Yes, I did think about that one also. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, Sam Rowe from the Hydrant. Do you know Sam? Yes, I do. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, and he's really um, his background is diverse and interesting, and he is one of the gutsiest professionals I know he just throws himself into a new project and I find it really inspiring Um, so Sam is probably someone that I'd like to hear and yeah he's just a good chatter awesome Sammy righto we'll get him on did you do that please no 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 awesome anything you want to share with the the listeners of Ballarat or anywhere and beyond no I don't think so no I think it's just you know it's nice to live regionally I'd like to um, continue to see people support local. I think that's a really good local move, um, movement happening. But I think you know Ballarat's great, but we can still keep working towards that's awesome. good businesses. That's awesome. And yeah, 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 it's yeah, it's amazing. It is amazing. But I think that that is one thing actually that if you've got an idea on on what something that you'd like to do, if you've got a 
<clears throat> a dream or a, a big idea, just do it. Don't, you know, jump into it. Jump into it. Just do it. Beautiful. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. And um, go have a good night tonight. Yeah. Big night with Jennifer. <laughs> Thank Jennifer. You. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in, team. Once again, would appreciate any reviews you've got down below. Have a great day.